This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Well, my partner ditched me. Feels bad. Really does. Cuts deep. Now, Stricky's got stuff to do. He's a busy guy. You don't want to keep him around too long. He's uh, got WTF tonight, I believe. He will uh, be joined by... Cluster Johnson, right here at 93.7, the ticket from 6 to 7. Always love hearing what it is uh, Stricky and Cluster cook up uh, during WTF. So definitely stay tuned for that after old school here. I'm Austin Norman, though. Hear me during On the Block with Strick from 2 to 4 weekdays. Also running the board for normally DP and J here for old school. But DP, you know, busy as busy gets. He's got the... Nebraska Storytellers Festival, I believe it's called. Tonight, earlier in the week, we had uh, Randy Bretz in here. He talked about what that, that festival was, how it came to be. DP's telling a story tonight. It's a story that I I believe some of you know on air. Uh, he's told it before. I heard it for the first time not long before we moved out of the old building. Um, the story about DP's bus ride when he was in Utah. That's the story he's telling tonight uh, for the Nebraska Storytelling Festival. So he's out getting prepped for that, uh, you know, doing normal busy DP things. And Jay Foreman, you know, always in demand, putting that that Ivy League degree and the Harvard of the Plains degree to good work. So Jay should be here in the next 15, 20 minutes or so. Uh, but until then, it's just me holding the fort down. Big thanks to Kevin Meyer of Meyer's Cork and Bottle for coming in for Thirsty Thursday. A couple of great selections. Make sure you check them out at 13th and South Streets here in Lincoln. A lot of news going on here today in Huskerland. The the biggest piece of news for my money is the 2024 schedule released for Husker football. We already knew the opponents. We knew who it was Nebraska was going to play, but not when it was that Nebraska was going to play them. So in case you missed it, here's Nebraska football's schedule. Week one, they will open up at home with UTEP, the University of Texas at El Paso. Week two, they welcome Colorado to town. Nebraska obviously went out to Boulder this season, ended up falling short in year one of both coaches Rule and Sanders, but the Buffaloes make their return visit to Lincoln. It'll be September 7th of next year. That UTEP game is the end of August, August 31st again for the Big Red. And then after UTEP week one, Colorado week two, you have Northern Iowa coming to Lincoln to round out the non-conference slate. That's right, an FCS team. Omar Brown's former school, Northern Iowa, uh, comes to Lincoln to round out the non-conference. Okay, so we knew that, but 
The conference opponents, the dates, we didn't know. We got that today. That released at 3 o'clock. Strick and I went really in-depth into that, what we thought about the schedule for Nebraska. If you didn't get a chance to text in or you missed it, now's your chance to give us your thoughts. 402-464-5685. You can use the Starter Heyman text line, or if you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter, you can drop a comment there. I will see it and get to it. All right, so Nebraska football's Big Ten Conference slate. For the first time since 2017, Nebraska football opens conference play at home. 2018, 2019, 2020, 21, 22, and now 23. Nebraska's first conference game of the year has been on the road. Coming in 2024, the Huskers open up at home. They will take on the Illinois Fighting Illini in mid-September. September September 21st is the date of this game. The Huskers open Big Ten play at home with Illinois. After that, it's a road trip out to West Lafayette, year two of Ryan Walters, to finish out September. And then you have Rutgers for your third conference game. You will play the Scarlet Knights here in Lincoln. So you get your three non-conference games. You get Illinois at home, Purdue on the road, and Rutgers at home before a bye week. Just like this year, Nebraska has a bye week situated halfway through its 12-game schedule. They'll play six games. They'll get a breather. After that bye week... Nebraska will be in Bloomington. Nebraska will take on Illinois. My my gut tells me that Illinois is barreling toward a coaching change. Um, Tom Allen and crew competitive against Penn State. They don't end up getting the win. Um, even dating back to preseason, seems like Tom Allen's seat was getting plenty warm. Not a lot of success in Bloomington for, for Coach Allen and the Hoosiers. Had the great year uh, going, and then Michael Penix got hurt. Uh, Peyton Ramsey at Indiana at times too, but just not enough to get Tom Allen much more job security. So my guess is Nebraska will be taking on Indiana with a new coach next year, but that'll be game seven for the Huskers uh, coming out of the bye week after the road game at Ohio State or after the road game at Indiana, a little Freudian slip there, a road game at Ohio State. To me, this is the first huge test for this Husker team. Nebraska will go to Columbus a week after being in Bloomington. So it's a little two-game road swing for the Huskers. And then to finish out uh, this stretch of the season, after Indiana, after Ohio State, Nebraska welcomes its first new addition to the conference, to Lincoln. That'll be UCLA. That's right. The Huskers and the Bruins will face off. That'll be Nebraska's first game in November. So again, you have a bye week. That'll be on October the 12th. So if you're planning a fall wedding, October 12th, that's your first day. Get your fall wedding in on October 12th. That's your bye week. You go at Indiana, at Ohio State, and then you come back home to host UCLA. Then you get a second bye week. Nebraska is now the only team in the Big Ten with a second bye week. Um, Indiana has a couple, quite a few teams in the Big Ten have a couple bye weeks. Um, just by virtue of how the schedule is set up. Nebraska is one of those teams with two bye weeks. So, after UCLA, you go into a bye. You go to USC. You play your two pack, former Pac-12 schools, essentially back-to-back, not back-to-back weeks, but on your schedule, they set up as back-to-back opponents from hosting UCLA to going out to USC. That game will take place on November the 16th. Man, what will USC be next year? That's the however million dollars in NIL type of question. Caleb Williams, 
likely gone. Will Alex Grinch be back as defensive coordinator? Lincoln Riley's not going anywhere. He's a good enough coach. He's making enough money. USC is looking for some semblance of stability. They don't make the move to get him from Oklahoma just to get rid of him this early. Lincoln Riley will obviously, at least to me, obviously, still be in charge at USC. But you'll play the Trojans in November. And that's key because before we move on with Nebraska's schedule, USC has a gauntlet next year. It absolutely does. They will play Notre Dame and they'll play LSU in the non-conference. They start their time in the Big Ten by going to the Big House and taking on Michigan. And we'll see what that program looks like. Again, Michigan in the news. We'll probably get into more of that with Jay Foreman. But USC starts with Michigan. It hosts Wisconsin, goes to Minnesota. Penn State does travel out to Los Angeles. So you get Michigan and Penn State. Then you have Maryland, Rutgers, and Wisconsin before a bye week. So USC will be coming off a bye week when it plays Nebraska, just like Nebraska will be coming off a bye week when it plays USC. So no rest advantage for either team there necessarily. And UCLA will finish its season a week early. USC and UCLA will will both not play that final weekend in November. They play each other on November the 23rd next year, and then they're both off that, that final week of November. Okay, so back to Nebraska. Off of a bye week, travel out to USC. You come back home and you take on Wisconsin. Then after Wisconsin, obviously you finish with your Black Friday game against Iowa. If you look at the the Big Ten's release, that game as listed as being on November 30th, which would be the Saturday, um, someone in Iowa's communications department, I don't know if it's their football SID or not, but someone on Iowa's end confirmed that even though the game is listed as a November 30th game, it will still take place on Black Friday, as we're accustomed to for Nebraska-Oklahoma and now, obviously, Nebraska-Iowa as a member of the Big Ten. So again, your Nebraska football schedule, your first six games are UTEP at home, Colorado at home, Northern Iowa at home. You open conference play with Illinois at home before you travel to West Lafayette to take on Purdue. Then you have a home game at Rutgers as your halfway point. Game six of the year is Rutgers. You go into a bye week, and then you essentially have a pair of three-game sets, really, for Nebraska. You'll play at Indiana, at Ohio State, and at UCLA for the first three-game set. You get your second bye week then in the second week of November before you finish out on the road at USC. You host Wisconsin, and you go on the road to Iowa. If you have any thoughts on the Husker football schedule uh, for 2024, let me know. Again, 402-464. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Or five, six, eight, five. How do you rate it out of five stars? However you rate it in terms of opportunity, in terms of toughness, in terms of Nebraska's ability to go 12-0 and and make the first 12-team playoff, whatever it is, however you rank Nebraska's schedule, uh, do it out of five stars. I think that'll be a good way to keep things consistent. Uh, we have uh, Thomas in Lincoln texting in. Thomas, I won't give out your number. Don't worry, I got you, man. Um, seems like Nebraska is going to be six and six if we keep it up like we are this year. Here's the thing: Strick and I got into this with a texture on on the block, and I don't say got into it. That makes it sound a little little contentious. But zero zero two two. If you're listening, we appreciate you sparking some thought and sparking some discussion. Strick and I might have led on or, or led people to believe that we thought Nebraska was absolutely going to be seven and zero. Uh, with next year's schedule before the game at Ohio State. And neither one of us believe that Nebraska will be 7-0 without steps taken in the right direction. Again, those first six games for Nebraska, UTEP, a program that's tried to squeak its way to bowl eligibility, if that, recently. Excuse me. Colorado in year two under Deion Sanders, presumably. There are some people that want him to go coach the Raiders. We'll see what that Colorado program looks like next year. Northern Iowa, a, a solid FCS program, but not not challenging your North Dakota states or South Dakota states or South Dakota's Montana states, whoever. Illinois, we'll see what Illinois looks like. This is a transition year for them from what they were last year. Will they have things figured out next year? Will Brett Bielema have an older team? You'll be down a couple of key defensive linemen. Will that offense have improved? Will the defense have replaced teams? It's up in the air. Purdue, year two under Ryan Walters. The offense has been okay. Hudson Card has been about what I think we could have expected from him. He's been very Hudson Card. But the defense is, if not the worst in the Big Ten, it's bottom couple. There's a reason Nebraska put up 31 points on him on a team that was allowing about an average of 30 a game. We'll see if Ryan Walters can get that defense figured out. And then Rutgers, credit to, to Greg Shiano and the Scarlet Knights for being bowl eligible. But let's not pretend like Rutgers is anything more than Rutgers, right? Bowl eligibility, I think, is still the ceiling for Rutgers, really. Maybe they get to seven or eight some years, but there's no reason Nebraska can't beat Rutgers, especially with that game at home. So there you sit after six weeks, and you get your first bye. I personally love the idea of a bye week about halfway through the schedule, especially at this midway point. For this Nebraska team... I was a little worried with this bye week happening between Illinois and Northwestern. I would have loved to have seen Nebraska parlay the momentum from beating Illinois into a Northwestern game, then have a break between the Wildcats and the Boilermakers. But credit Matt Rule and his staff, credit the players for getting them ready to play with the bye week at the exact midpoint of the season. Six games down, six games to go. It's the same thing next year, except that you do have that second bye week. If Nebraska was or is as injured next year as it is this year, I would be surprised. I'd be shocked. I'd be floored. Honestly, let me just say that. I'd be floored if Nebraska 
is as injured next year as it is this year, but a second bye week in November is not a bad thing. I think for any football team, yes, you want to keep momentum. Yes, you want to keep playing well. But to have another week off to self-scout for a stretch run, I think could be huge. So again, Indiana and Ohio State on the road before UCLA at home. That'll be another good spot for Nebraska to reevaluate at the the three-quarter pole, really, before you finish out with one of the toughest stretches, I think, that we've seen for Nebraska football in a long time with USC on the road, Wisconsin coming to Lincoln, and then going to Iowa on Black Friday. It's a pretty, pretty tough last five games, but you can't just say, oh yeah, Nebraska's a pushover, they'll lose them all. The development that we've seen from this team, the the fight, the grit, the the stick-to-itiveness, the persistence, whatever it is you, you want to call it or say, has been impressive. Now imagine this group or a lot of this group with another offseason of development. You can't take anything for granted. You can't assume Nebraska could be 7-0. Maybe Nebraska loses to Colorado, right? Maybe Colorado's just more athletic and more skilled like we saw this year. Maybe Nebraska doesn't have quarterback figured out. Maybe maybe Illinois takes a step forward. Maybe Purdue gets a good defense to, to pair with its already solid offense. Maybe Rutgers goes back to Big East Rutgers out of nowhere. We don't know. That's why they play the games. There is a golden opportunity for Nebraska football to get off to a good start and put bowl eligibility in the rearview mirror by the time you hit the tough stretch. You get Indiana coming out of a bye week. You just hope that you're you're rested. You're not rusty. The first big test of the year from this vantage point from right now looks to be at Ohio State. Really curious to see what it is we make of Ohio State throughout the rest of this season and through the offseason. If Kyle McCord is the guy for them, with Marvin Harrison Jr. and Emeka Ibuka gone. Stover, I guess we'll see. What is Ohio State next year? They'll be good. They'll be plenty talented. Don't worry. But if Nebraska develops and worries about itself, again, it's Nebraska versus Nebraska. We've seen that. We've said that all year long. It's Nebraska versus Nebraska. Go to Ohio State. Give them a game like you did in 2018. Heck, maybe that's the first you know real signature win of the Matt Rule era. Maybe you go on, go into Columbus and you do the dang thing. UCLA at home, this is a series that I, I'm excited about. Big shout out to my cousin McKenna, who's at UCLA right now. Thinking about you, Mac. Hope you're doing well. Um, hope to get out to UCLA for that game in a couple of years. Mac would love it if you would come back. Uh, you see you catch up. But I, I love that historical series, Nebraska and UCLA. Football blue blood versus basketball blue blood. I, I love the matchup. I love the uniform matchup. We'll see what Chip Kelly does. Is that a nine and three program? Is that an eight and four program? Or can it still dip to, to six and six? Or is there more in the tank for UCLA? I guess we'll see in year one of the Big Ten, uh, at least the first answer to that question. USC, who knows? Again, going to be talented, going to be athletic as heck, probably more athletic than Nebraska. But can Nebraska, you know, introduce USC to the Big Ten, right? After a, a gauntlet of a schedule for the Trojans. Can Nebraska be the team that trips them up late in the year when they probably have a lot still to play for? And then you finish, if you're Nebraska, against the two teams that have really been the teams you want to be your measuring stick in the Big Ten, in Wisconsin and Iowa. Remember, no divisions next year. The Big Ten East and the Big Ten West go away. You're back to a divisionless setup. It's just by winning percentage, by by tiebreakers and by head-to-head, mano a mano. You know, team against team. So Wisconsin and Iowa aren't necessarily the measuring sticks next year for Nebraska. 
I really don't think they should be. You're still measuring yourself against them because you want to beat them. Go play them at the end of the year in some of the most important games. But the measuring sticks become probably Michigan, given their standing in the conference right now. The measuring stick is Ohio State, given how they, they ran the conference before Michigan's recent run. Penn State is in that conversation. USC will have a lot to prove coming into the league, but you know the athletic talent is there. Washington and Oregon as well have been better than most of the Big Ten recently. Those are the new measuring sticks. Those, those, that's your new competition. As meaningful as a conference title would still be for Nebraska to strive for it as the correct move, to me, the mindset for Nebraska is position itself to be in that that top three or top four in the Big Ten. That gives them a leg up, I think, in the college football playoff conversation as an at-large. You're going to be competing against some good SEC teams. We'll see what the ACC puts out there. But this schedule, with an offseason of development and steps taken in the right direction, especially offensively, it's pretty good for Nebraska. I'm not going to lie. It could have been a lot worse. We, we've complained about less for Nebraska. Given what some of these other teams are facing, I, from this vantage point right now, as I sit here on November 2nd of 2023, I like the schedule for Nebraska. Tough enough, not overbearing. Enough top-end teams, but not enough to say we played everyone. They never gave us a chance. Text line, you're great. We appreciate your thoughts rolling in. We're going to step aside here at the top of the hour. Hope Jay Foreman uh, is on his way. He should be close. We'll bring in the Husker Hall of Famer when he gets here. But until then, I'll hold down the fort and we'll go over your thoughts on the Nebraska football schedule. Take a look at some other team schedules that I find interesting in the Big Ten with the release of the, the schedules for 2024 here today. I'm Austin Norman. This is Old School brought to you by the Mercado. We got more in hour two of the show next. You're listening to Old School with DP and J. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.